Welcome to episode 213 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South. On today's episode, we recap week 12 games from the college football slate. You can find this show on our website, saturdaydownsouth.com, and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live recording of the show, just like many of you are doing now, right here on the Saturday Down South YouTube page, every Sunday at 8 Eastern Time. Lastly, go share the podcast with your friends. And with that, let's begin the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, anything big happened this week? I had fun. Good, I'm glad. I had a perfect weekend of football, Tyler. I mean, Bama won. I got my thumbsies out. Um, yeah. Bama won. Uh, Tennessee lost. Auburn lost. Not only did those two teams lose, they got their asses kicked. Um, and that's a perfect day of football. It was awesome. I had I had a great day. Um, but there's there were some bad things that happened as well. Well, some bad things that happened as well. Uh, you know, if you're Auburn, you, you can't be sp- – you can't be scheduling like hard games before you go into the Iron Bowl, you know. That wasn't a bad team. No, no. Well, that was their ninth win. Yeah, but yeah, against Auburn, tough. they got one point eight million to do it. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, how's your weekend outside of football? Do you have a good weekend? Yeah, I just told you all the things that happened. Auburn got their ass. Well, that was all football related. Yeah, well, that's the show, Tyler. Saturday football. I said, football. I've got a football. You don't hey, get to know about Friday non-football, very uncensored. Um, no, I brought – so it actually wasn't the best weekend. I, I, I had, like – this is going to shock everyone in the comments. But so I'm, I told you last week I'm, I'm, I'm house and dog sitting for my parents, right? Yeah. So I get over here, get all my little stuff, right? Um, so everything, like, feels the same. I'm going to be here for three weeks. Uh my, like the dogs are fine, but they get up at six o'clock in the morning because my parents are old. So that means I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. Friday, I drop my phone, shatter the whole thing. There's two giant like lines going down the middle of the phone. Mm. Apparently, I'm not eligible for an upgrade, Tyler, because I'm I was one of the first to take a three year contract instead of two year contract, which isn't shocking at all. That is one of the dumbest decisions I could have made, and I know that I made it. Um, so I had to get a new phone delivered, and. Then like the internet's been spotty, so if I, if I'm spotty, I apologize. But it's, other than that, it's like it's been a pretty awesome weekend. Good, good, good to hear. So where do we want to start? Do we want to start with? Uh, I know where I want to start. Where do you want to start? I just got to start. We you know it wasn't a big game. Got to start with my guy, Jordan Travis. All right, so. Just got to give a shout out to the man. Uh, obviously, devastating ankle injury there in the FCS game. You know, it sucks. I I think it was if it was any other game, like if it was last week. Um, you know, we played an FCS team. Maybe you don't even play him in a game like that because yeah. you're like a fifty point favorite. But it was senior day, and the 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 kids meant a lot to the program. Uh, he's meant a lot to Florida State fans, City of Tallahassee. I mean, he's just he's brought us back from 
we were we had three wins in 2020 um and five the year after that so uh obviously it's devastating as a Florida State fan because it it doesn't necessarily ruin your season you know of course you still got to play Florida you got to go to Florida you got to play in the ACC championship game you could still make the playoff um I've been on record here saying I, I didn't think we would have much of a chance in the playoff game against like a Georgia or a Michigan or something like that but now I certainly don't think so if you're a fan of someone who's already well inside the the playoff race, like a Georgia or a Michigan, you probably want Florida State to keep winning right now so you can mm-hmm. face a backup quarterback in the playoff. If you're a team right outside, you're probably looking at this as like, man, now they actually have a chance to lose and get somebody else in there. Um, but I wanted to start with this because um, a little known fact, Christmas 2021. Really, really bad time for the fam. Uh, both me and my uh, then uh, spouse were both had COVID on Christmas with our kids, mm-hmm. and we had no Wi-Fi, which is how you basically keep kids entertained when you're going crazy and you're sick. And it was a bad holiday. There's a lot of stuff going on, and. My mom had a really nice gesture. She reached out to Jordan Travis on Cameo and was like, hey, will you make uh, my son uh, a Cameo? He's a big Florida State guy having a bad holiday. Never showed it to anyone because it's kind of weird for a 21-year-old kid to make a 35-year-old male Cameo. But it was from my mom. I didn't reach out and ask for yeah. it personally. I wanted to play it on here uh, as an ode to the to the man. I, I saved it, and I was actually hoping to play it when we potentially... Won the ACC, uh, but I'm gonna share it here. Okay, I won't cry. Don't worry. What's up, Tyler? Um, just want to say what's up. Uh, Merry Christmas, man. Uh, just want to say thank you for being a Seminole fan and thank you for supporting us through thick and thin. Uh, it means a lot to us. We need more fans like you. Um, we appreciate it more than you know, man. We really do. Uh, I go out there in left field and work my butt off for people like you. In all reality. Uh, we're gonna keep getting better. Uh, we're gonna get you some more wins next year. I promise you that. Uh, Merry Christmas again, and God bless you. Up, Tyler. There it is. That was really cool. So that was coming off a five-win season. Um, so it's cheaper. cool, man. You know, yeah, it was cheaper. Yeah, and uh, they've they've won 17 games in a row. Um, you know, ever since that video, he, we lost a couple last year, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's. I feel like Jordan Travis didn't get a lot of national like I felt like a lot of a lot more guys like Caleb Williams and Pennix and guys like that got a lot more attention yeah. than Travis. But I don't know if there's anyone that means more to a program right now than than Jordan Travis. And that's probably a little biased, but uh really sad, man. I it sucks. I was at a concert last night. I was like, oh, you know, it's a FCS game. You know, I probably won't be missing much. Uh oh. Are you frozen? No, you. I mean, you. You missed the whole thing. Yeah, so I'm just sitting there. The opening backs, uh, opening bands, doing great, and I'm start start getting text messages flooding my phone. Season's oh. over. Jordan Travis shattered his leg. And I was like, "All right, cool." So the the night is not going as easy as I thought it would by just taking maybe just taking a little breather, or not not watch the FCS game, maybe catch it on. Uh, you know, I, I recorded it. Catch it when I get back. And then we got that. So, um, who was the opening act playing? Judah and the Lion. Judah and the Lion, good band. 
I bet you, I bet you wish you could take it all back. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good 10. They're awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. They're really good. I'd actually I, never heard, I'd heard that song, but I'd never heard anything else from them. And they were an yeah. incredible band live. They're, great. Um, they're a really, really good live show. Where'd you see them at, by the way? Roxy? Uh, the Duluth, like, arena over there. Oh. They said that Where was their favorite venue to play, which huh? I thought was interesting. When oh, I so. was when I was eighteen, uh, during one of the times that my dad kicked me out of the house for not wanting to cut the grass, I'll be very clear here that I cut the grass, but I didn't want to cut the grass. Um, his uh, way of making it up to me was to take me to see ZZ Top and Ted Nugent at at the Duluth Amphitheater. You want to talk about a? I mean, a fucking methed out crowd, man. That was something. Um, yeah, man. That's I, I. So I was thinking about this while you're saying it. And the whole time, I kept thinking to myself, like, what a loser! Like, what a loser for you to have the video. And I'm saying that like tongue in cheek, very much so, because like yeah. everyone in the comments, like, there's not a single comment in here that's like judgy, thinks it's not cool. That's a really cool gesture for that kid to have. And like being deflated yeah. about an injury like that, like, yeah, I think that we've all been there with stuff like that. Like, like I, I remember when Tua when Tua broke his hip in 2019. The season, like they, they weren't going to make the playoff. They weren't going to like none of that was going to happen. They already lost to LSU, but that was one of the most deflating and and like upsetting moments I've had as a as a Bama fan because man, that kid had just battled through so much and so awful, and he had really done so like like kind of been through a lot. It seemed like, and then that happens, you're like, it's awful, and if you hate to see it too, because yeah. this is a kid that's been there for eleven years and has like almost yeah. single handedly at times feels like he's brought the the program back. Um, and he's done it seemingly, I hate to use this cliche, but like the right way. Like he, seem, he just seems like a really good kid. So Yeah, he's like the, he's basically like the total antithesis of, of Jameis. So everyone hated Florida State because of Jameis. And like, yeah, Travis was just very easy to root for. By all accounts, like anybody that's run on, into him off the field just said he's a really classy guy. And, you know, he, he put on Instagram last night, like he was, at the hospital watching the third string quarterback scores first touchdown. And he was like, you know, it's just, he's a good dude and it sucks. And yeah. we got Tate Rodemaker uh, coming in at quarterback. So we'll see if he can beat Florida in the swamp. It's a tough, TikTok a tough situation. Yeah. I, I sent you the TikTok that he was on. He's like my new favorite a little swag to him. Maybe <laughs> he, did mean he doesn't, but he's trying. Um, yeah. I will say, I will say this too. And, and I don't, I, I thought about this last night when I saw it. I didn't see the injury and I don't want to see the injury because it's stuff like that yeah. makes me want to vomit. Um, so I just, I just like immediately went to Twitter, muted Jordan Travis. Don't show me. That's what you, don't fucking send it to me. Or I'll no, no, I'm not going to show you. Um, I haven't seen I, it either, by the way. It's, 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 it was all, apparently it was just facing the other way. It was just gruesome. Um, but I thought of this last night and I thought like, I don't know if it's like even an appropriate response, but most of my responses to things aren't that appropriate. It's just kind of where my head went. I'm going to give you a positive out of here because I know you don't think there's a lot right now, but you beat Florida right on the road and you beat a top 10 Louisville team. You're getting in the playoff. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, I know that the playoff committee takes into account injuries and they're very specific about that. But if you win those games, you deserve to be in the playoff, whether, whether or not Jordan Travis starts or not. Okay. Yeah. I will also tell you to fire you up a little bit. The very first year of the college football playoff, we don't talk about how incredible 
of a job this was on all accounts from the player and also the coach. But Ohio State won the first ever college football playoff with a third-string quarterback. It can be done. Yeah. They beat yeah. an SEC team in round one to do it. Who was the number one seed? They were up 21-6. to six and probably shouldn't have fucking taken the foot off the gas, but it's whatever. So I'm just telling you, we're all, we're all upset because it's sad and it sucks. Such that kid, such for the fan base, such for the team, um, especially again, such for him the most. But like, it's not over yet. It's not over. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, uh, he got injured last year on the road at Louisville, and Rodemaker came in and won us the game. So it's not impossible. It's just you'd you'd have liked to see as like kind of just a career tapper for Travis yeah. to try to at least make the playoff, win the ACC, come in. You know, when he transferred in. We were under Willie Taggart, and he was – they didn't believe in him. He almost quit the sport. Um, and Norvell came in, and Kenny Dillingham, who's the coach at Arizona State now, yeah. and basically revived his career. And um, it's just a it's just a shitty way to go out, man. And so yeah. I want to give him a shout-out. Uh, tagged him on social media. I was going to do this, so maybe he tuned in. Probably not. It's probably okay. somewhere. Uh, Love it. Yep. All right. What about another tough loss on the weekend? <laughs> Auburn got their ass kicked by three fucking touchdowns to New Mexico State. It was incredible. Tyler, there wasn't a turnover in this game. They almost got doubled up on yardage and first downs. Auburn got taken to the woodshed from New Mexico State. State. They paid $1.8 million. These blues are different, damn it. Chris. $1.8 million to go into Jordan Hare. And and I want to be very clear about this, okay? Be very clear about this. I said this last week, and you guys know me very well. The things I love the most America, I don't know, college football, sex, but above maybe all that is being right. And I love being right. And I told y'all a week ago, and I said it to Auburn fans, and I said it to Auburn fans, and they got real upset about it. And I think they got upset about it because deep down they knew it was true. Like all of us, right? We tend to project when we know somebody has struck an accord with us deep. Auburn comes out and goes 3-0 and against just the mighty Mississippi State Bulldogs, Arkansas Razorbacks, Vanderbilt. Two of those three games are on the road, brother. Had to go to Nashville, took over the city, walk in your trap, take over your trap, kind of. Went to Arkansas, 148-10, beat Arkansas so bad that apparently the players were watching Polar Express at halftime. What? Did you see that? I did. I haven't seen that. Apparently it was the the walk-ons that don't play, but yes. Either way. But I said this then, I was like, is Auburn – is Auburn like really a dangerous team right now? Or is Auburn reaping the, like, the benefits of playing the three worst teams in the SEC that have a combined two and 19 record going into this week? They had a combined two and 19 record in SEC play. And I was, oh, you're just worried about Bama. And I am worried about the Iron Bowl, strictly because of voodoo. In the same way that when I was a child, and I saw The Exorcist. I was worried about, you know, the devil ever, like, getting inside my body or whatever. Like, the same kind of fear. Irrational, dumb, and somehow spiritual all at the same time. Like, yep. that's what worries me about Auburn. That it is 
they got their ass handed to them, Tyler. I mean, they're... let's hope they put in a, a real good game plan against Alabama over this past week because they clearly weren't too focused on this one. Which is what immediately a lot of people said they were doing, which is fine. Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to enjoy this loss from Auburn because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I will also tell you, I would bet any amount of money that I won this weekend because I went five and two of my picks again, but I would bet any amount of that money that Bama does not win by 21 for one or even score 31 points on Auburn. I would bet any amount of money. Yeah, that's fair. All, all the games are different, right? Every situation is different. Uh, but all. Auburn, 209 total yards of offense against New Mexico State, 66 rushing yards. I mean, and we we have thrown out the caveat here that New Mexico State is now 9-3. and three. They're like a legit team for their, you know, conference, uh, maybe their level of play. But, yeah, this thing, this sort of thing can't happen. Um, but, yeah. hey, you know, all the good coaches have a, a tough loss in their first year. This is the one for you. So here, here's what here's what I do want to like discuss for a second, because like I, I've seen this thrown out, and of course since I'm a Bama guy, yeah, like I said it right at the start, Tennessee lost, Bama won, Auburn lost, perfect weekend of football for me. You don't always get those anymore because Tennessee's been better, you know, and Bama's been slightly worse. So you don't always get those anymore. But Auburn taking on New Mexico State, the the reason why it's so funny, is because I knew. And every Bama fan, I think, knew immediately what was going to happen, which is Auburn fans were going to sprint. Go get their little thumbsies ready, right? And get on Twitter and say, Nick Saban lost Louisiana Monroe his first year. He did. He did. And and maybe Hugh Freeze will go win six national championships in 12 years. I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll play for nine and 14. I don't know. Maybe he will. But I'll also tell you that they, they lost by seven points in a turnover-filled game to Louisiana Monroe, Auburn, zero turnovers. Zero weird things that happened. You just got – it was 10-7 to 7 at halftime, Tyler. It was 10-7. to 7. Yeah, New Mexico State really pulled away in the second half. I mean. Yeah. They outscored them 21-3. Uh, look. Florida State lost to Jacksonville State a couple years ago. It's not the end of the program. But, man, 25-point favorites going into the game. And you lose by 21. That's a, that's that's tough. I was in an Auburn space last night. And I haven't been in oh, one of those in probably a year. And it was amazing. It, w- it was like – because I just – I always forget. I genuinely think that Auburn fans are so much better than Bama fans. They're some of the best fans – in the SEC. Now, they're delusional as shit. Like, because they are, I, I say this all the time, Tyler, what do I always say? They're too stupid to insult. And I mean that in a positive way, because it's like, there's just nothing that will hold down an Auburn fan. They could lose by a thousand. They could win by one. They could, I mean, every, as soon as the clock's at zeros, they're going to they're gonna look at, like, the team, be like, them, them boys fought till the end. They tried their best. I'm proud of them. I love Auburn. I believe in it. I love it. Like, they are the most loyal fans in the country, like from that standpoint, like committed to the bit. But watching sure. them last night get like a little bit unhinged and, and like what they need to do. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was the good stuff. 
I mean, yeah, there was look. My question heading into this segment was going to be how hard is he going to go in, given the relations that you have built with a female that attended the university. But our brother, questions answered. You're not worried about that at all. (laughs) Her brother used to listen to the show. Used to, huh? Yeah, apparently not anymore. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, It was fun, though. It was fun. They'll be fine. I think this game this week will be a lot closer. I need I need every single per- everyone here. She's coming up for the game. She's an Auburn grad. She's great. She's coming. You guys are watching the game together. Uh-huh. So I need every single person to be going for Bama this weekend because it's not. It will not be funny. It just will not. Happen. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about Thanks. that. Um, okay, let's move on from this because that was a terrible loss. I, I will say this. I I think that Florida State's loss to Jacksonville State is worse. I don't I, – like, in terms of ranking these, I saw that John Sweet Sports threw this out there. I love John to death. Um, it was like, what's the worst loss? Bama to losing Monroe. Um, is it LSU to Troy in 2016? Is it uh, Florida losing to Georgia Southern in 2013? Or is it this? Now, he left off Georgia State and Tennessee, which I thought was a pretty big one, to be honest, 2019. Um, but I will also say he made some points on that 2013 Florida loss, which was Florida Georgia Southern didn't game. complete a pass? They didn't complete a pass. I forgot about that. <laughs> Tough to do. They only they attempted three passes, and they didn't complete any of them. Yeah, that's that's an all-timer right there. Yeah, that was an all timer. That just happened to be um, the year we won the championship too. So there was just a lot of glee for me at that point. A weird, weird year. Uh, all right, last thing we don't have a thing for it that I made up, so we'll just use this one. Um, <laughs> so, real quick, or we can use this. This is better. We'll use uh, this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michigan drops their lawsuit or whatever the fuck it was. I don't, even, I don't even know how to describe it at this point. Michigan, they were trying. I didn't realize how bad. I thought this was like cropped perfectly. Look at this fucking thing. Look at this graphic. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I like Michigan drops their restraining order, right? And which essentially means, oh God, essentially means they are done with, um, with trying to defend themselves. Now, in like the span of weeks, they went, um, we didn't do it. Everyone does it. You have no proof. Fired Connor Stallions, or he resigned. Fired a position coach middle of the season in game 11. Weird. Totally weird. Then we find out when they decided, like they were like, you know what? Hashtag bet. We're going all in. I forgot to bring this up last week. One of the most fucked up, weird things I have ever seen on a football on a football field in any like era of football against Penn State. JJ McCarthy doing this to taunt Penn State. What I can't even wrap my head around the level of like narcissistic, fucking like yeah. gaslighting that that is. But anyway, they go to Maryland, and they announced before they go to Maryland on Friday, I believe, that they were no longer going to appeal this. Harbaugh's out for the, the remainder of the regular season. Um, the guy who cries a lot is going to take over for the game, Sharon Moore, I think. Um, yep. And then we kind of find out that 
that staffers tried to delete proof and evidence of this whole cheating thing. And then like the coup de grace of all that, we find out that they have a, thank you. They have a, um, a thumbs in for the Marlar Minute, somebody said. (laughs) A little thumbsies. We find out that not only did all that happen, but they have a booster named Uncle T. Love that. That that was funding the whole thing. It's corrupt at every fucking level. When it first came out, Tyler, I'm not just saying this to be funny. There was a real part of me that was like, I kind of like Michigan now. Like they're finally taking football seriously. Good for them. But now they've lied to everyone about it. And then and then try to tell, well, this everyone's out to get us. Everyone's out. This isn't like Kirby and, and Nolan Smith saying we're going seven and five and making up stuff to get the locker room on your side. You didn't need the locker room to get on your side. You were playing the weakest, weakest strength strength schedule in the entire country out of any contender that was that was playing. I just I'm it's hilarious to me that the the fucking the president of the university was like thanking the fans after Penn State. Thank you so much, everyone that reached out. We've all been through adversity. We're only going to be stronger for this. Like, oh, my God, I'm oppressed. All Like, shut the fuck up. Like, what are we talking about? I, <sighs> I was going to lose to Maryland on Saturday. It was close. Was a, yeah, well, Real I'll close. just say it. The reps were going to were made damn sure that didn't happen. Got to protect the conference. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, Michigan, I think – you know, America's team, I think they're like the anti-America's team at this point. I, I can't imagine anyone's rooting for them to have success throughout the rest of this year. Do you think Harbaugh's the coach next year? No, I thought that from like week nine, I think he's going to be in Chicago. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who fills the void there. It'll be a pretty pretty damn big job that would, would open up. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan State, both open. Texas A&M. This cycle's going to be crazy with coaches moving around. Yes, for sure. Um, okay, before we get into the games, can we just say one more thing that was that was dumb from this weekend? You know that Taylor this, – this was like – I was kind of shocked that it just kind of flew under the radar. But Caleb Williams played his last collegiate football game on Saturday. So, yeah, because he's not going to play in a bowl game. That would be dumb. No. And they, they got their ass kicked. Again. Yeah, USC – got beat like 38 to 17 or something like that, or 38 to 20, I think it was, against UCLA. First off, shout out to the fact that they are doing the all-color rush game for that. I love that. I wish Bama and Tennessee would do that. They used to do it in like the 60s. I thought that was really cool. Um, so it's like it's one of the best uniform games in the country. UCLA's uniforms are, in my opinion, still remain to be the best. Um, thought that was wild that at one point in the game, Tyler – like down, down 25 with less than five minutes to go. They had the ball on the seven-yard line with negative three yards rushing. Caleb Williams at quarterback. Lincoln Riley, who is just continues to prove to me, and yeah, I had money on this, okay? So this is probably why I'm so upset because I, one of my main picks was Caleb Williams over one and a half touchdowns. But he just continues to prove to me that he just doesn't get the big picture of things. Like he just doesn't get it. Doesn't think that he needs to get a defensive coordinator. Doesn't think that, like, the weird shit he did at Oklahoma on his exit, like, leveraging the shit with LSU is, is going to somehow, like, not leave the rest of the country hating him. Just assumes that, like, it's like it's like he thinks that everyone's just going to forget any of his bad stuff and only give him, like, 
credit for the good stuff. It's a lot like me on Twitter, to be honest. So he decided to, in the last drive of Caleb Williams' career, they ran the ball to pull within 18 and then finished the day with three yards rushing. I was irate. I was irate. To pull within 18. Um, I, it was like, that's another job that, like, I don't know if it's that low key because a lot of people have talked about it, but like, Lincoln Riley, how long is he going to be at USC? No, I don't know. Yeah, thank you. I did you block that person in the chat? I don't know what the what's yeah, going what the hell is that about? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know how long he's gonna be there, but it is like I, I do think I, I do think that there's a legitimate chance that he could he could end up being in the NFL pretty soon. Yeah, I I, I agree, and it may um, be. A good, as good a time as, as ever to as Caleb Williams exits to exit with him, which would be crazy to have another job like that open up. But we'll see. This yeah. is all speculation. We don't like to speculate on this podcast. That's right. Not one of those. Let's get into the fun stuff, shall we? Let's get into it. Georgia, Tennessee. Pretty much played out exactly like your pregame speech went. Second year in a row. Yeah. Uh, I had predicted 40 to 23. I can't remember your prediction, but 38 to 10 is the final score. Georgia wins by 28. That's my that I do every week. Uh, this is my lock of the week. Just seemed very obvious. Um, and Georgia at this point is very obvious. Like they're just the best team in the country. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What'd you think about this game? I was still watching the Michigan Maryland game at the end. So I missed Tennessee's entire offense. <laughs> they scored on the first play. I knew yeah. they scored because Lillian Tysinger, my my good friend, best friend, and 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 Georgia confidant sends me a text and says, "Cancel the season." And I was like, "Oh God!" Like it's it's like it's clockwork, dude. Every week, burn it to the ground, fire everyone. It's it's like one of my favorite things. And so she sends yeah. me this text, and she's like, "Cancel the whole season. Just it's over." I'm like, what happened? And she's like, they scored. And I was like, how many plays? She's like, one play, Chris. One play. Down 7 nothing. And I was like, I, like, so immediately I'm like sprinting to Bovada, being like, what is the live line? What is the live line? Should we add this? But it was also very weird because Tennessee, Tennessee was a 10.5-point underdog to open up the week, right? So that kind of made me think that Vegas, Vegas had to know something. And then there was a huge push the night before where it, it got bought down to 9. And I was like... Maybe I'm crazy. Like maybe it, it like the, for a half second, I was like, if this thing gets down to seven, either something's up or I'm gonna be a millionaire. Like <laughs> it, th- this is super weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt bad. I got it at ten and a half, and I was like, damn. I saw the line come down. I was like, man, I'm I'm the fool here. I guess I just seemed very obvious. I mean, ten and a half is not a great number, but I still felt yeah. good about it. And then it gets down to. Ten, nine and a half, nine. What was the what was the final? Was it I think nine? It back up, but a little bit. But it was it was hovering at nine, nine and a half. Um, why are these so long? I keep forgetting. Um, so I thought that was interesting, but like, it's I'm just so tired of Georgia being so good, man. Like, I Bama looked so good during the day. They looked so good against Kentucky at times. And all I kept thinking in my head, I was like, all right, we're, we're the 12 o'clock game. Hayes in the barn for us today. We look great. We look improved yet again. This thing is rolling. Maybe Georgia will show the opposite of signs of life. And it's like, no, anything you can do, we can do 10 times better. 
and we're going to do it against a real team. Walked into Rocky Top. This is I, one of the things that I said and I meant the most out of my rant, besides eat a dick, Tennessee, was when I said that Kirby Smart has emptied that stadium almost every time he's been there. Almost every time. He, I, I said it over and over. There's four corners to a coffin. And you saw it with Florida, Bama, and Mizzou that put the first four in. And really, when you think about it, man, like the Florida game, I, I, I could see them making like, you know, like, not excuses, but like, all right, you know, it's like it's a rivalry game. We didn't practice as well as we should have. Our center was out, whatever. But the way they blew the lead against Bama seemed like it was pretty damning the way it was going to be the rest of the year. And then they go to Mizzou and they get their ass handed to them. So then you got to play play Georgia. And I just didn't think – there's just nothing about Tennessee's program. It, it's, it's the opposite of Auburn, in my opinion, where Tennessee will roll over and die. Tennessee will flat out roll over and fucking die if given the opportunity to do so. And I've, I've thought that forever. Like, that they are they are just a – Oh, still ranked, by the way. Good. Make, that's great for me. Great for me. And they're not going <laughs> to lose that ranking because they have Vandy this week. Love it. But, like yeah. – Tennessee, and I'm not. I'm not saying this to be rude. It's just what I genuinely believe, in my cold black heart of hearts, is that I think that Tennessee is so mentally fragile, as a fan base, as a program, and as a team, that the moment things get really hard, that's when the excuses start coming out immediately. And I don't mean like our best receiver was out, so that's why we didn't win after playing this team with our best receiver. What I mean is. The refs are out to get us. We should have won, but it rained. We only only didn't lose this game because of this. The program's only down because Butch Jones, Derek Dooley, blah blah blah, Lane Kiffin. Like, I mean, dude. I mean, you did hire those guys, so you did. Who takes the blame for that? Hired all of them. <laughs> hired all. Of them. You it's know, George's like, fault. We hired Butch Jones. One of my favorite. One of my favorite things. And Butch Jones is the only only person that's beaten Georgia like in the last like eight years <laughs> like so and it, in Georgia, like hypo hypo like i'm shocked that he has stuck to his guns with milton this long but maybe because it's georgia maybe we finally get to see all the things that we thought about joe milton at the start of the year like at the start of the year he's not gonna be able to be accurate consistently on downfield throws He's not going to be able to be accurately or accurate consistently in intermediate routes because he's he, he's too erratic. They don't seem to use him in the run game, and they didn't do that until it was too late. All the things that we thought about Joe Milton, his inconsistencies, they were on full display against Georgia. Like another, I mean, dude, how many times have you looked up this year in a Tennessee game, especially one of significance, and you're like looking at your phone on ESPN? It's like box score, box score. Geez, Joe Milton doesn't even have 100 yards yet. And we heard about, oh, I can throw yeah, it 90 or, yards all fucking offseason. Or like, hey, bet on Tennessee to beat Missouri because it's the perfect spot coming off the Georgia loss and you lose by 100. Yeah. Yeah. What, also, what was the excuse for that? Tennessee one? to score first. Tennessee to score first against Georgia has hit for the third year in a row. And it's just lucrative as shit each time. I love it. Um, but well, you should be you know, parlaying like, that for Tennessee to score first and Georgia to win the game. Uh, I didn't think about that. Seems too obvious. Yeah, but yeah you're right. Um, no, I just I think that like Tennessee is way worse than we thought they were, 
And I, and I think they have a lot of stuff. I think that Nico is going to be really good and they're bringing in some really good talent at receiver and they should be, they should take a step up next year. Like next year, you can talk me into being over nine and a half wins. Like next year, when you get Bama and Florida at home, I and think. you get rid of Joe Milton. I think they're going to get um, And you get rid of Joe Milton and you get Nico in there with a, with a full year under his belt. But I am a little bit surprised when you're down by that much. It's like, man, why not throw Nico in, in like, Put him out there. Why are you? I mean, you're down four scores. It can't get. You need a spark of some sort. Like that's yeah. the thing about Joe Milton is that he he doesn't have. I haven't seen it happen one time where it's like, well, they brought in Joe Milton and things were bad, but then he finally connected on a on a seventy yard bomb. Yeah, it's like okay, well, some of those deep passes too. They're just n- not even giving the the receiver a chance to catch the ball. No. No. So just, everyone likes me because I can throw the ball far. So let me just throw the ball really far and hope somebody catches it down there. Yeah. Um, those are my takeaways from this game. Georgia is clearly the best team in the country. Uh, we have the video of Andrew Smart, right? Are we going to just use that at the end? Yeah, we'll use that at the end. We do yeah. have a bunch of voicemails. Oh, yeah, shit. Go ahead. Uncle Chris, T Huck, what's going on? I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, Bo here from Harlem, Georgia. This is uh, the night before the game, by the way. Harlem, Georgia. Uh, great pump-up speech, Marler. Uh, I was at work and dang near almost ran the truck off the road. I was getting so jacked up for the game Saturday. But, uh, you know, Kirby, Georgia, just going to be doing Kirby and Georgia things up in Neyland. And Georgia fans, they do not hate you. My wife is an Alabama fan. Man, I Alabama fans. We don't hate you, Chris. And that's about it, fellas. Hopefully, when I call back, it'll be a good message after Saturday. And because, you know, Tennessee's right there. We'll put the final nail in the coffin, and they're six feet from the edge. You know, <laughs> Go dogs. Keep up the good work, guys. All right, so that was pregame. Uh, here's one from Coach Trill. Marla T-Huck, what's up? This is Coach Trill. Just watched the Tennessee-Georgia game, and it's great to be a fucking Georgia fucking bulldog. Here's the deal. Three straight undefeated SEC seasons, and I know we got Bama coming up, but how about them fucking dogs going up to the Neyland Library and Morgue? And that's the one thing. These fucks want to say that Neyland's loud and Stanford's quiet. Fuck you. Just like you said it, Chris, Kirby Smart emptied that bitch literally by the third quarter. By the midway to the third quarter, those motherfuckers were having the ball walk, which is what Georgia fans are now calling when all the Tennessee fans exit that hoe. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Fuck Tennessee. These fans want to talk all that shit on their message boards. They want to talk all that shit on Twitter. But guess what? At 3.30, they had to tee the ball up and play Kirby Smart in fucking Georgia. And I get it. They had a 75-yard rushing touchdown to start out on one play. Boom, they scored. But guess the fuck what? Georgia nutted the fuck up, and Kirby dragged his fucking balls across Heifel's face yet again. Fuck Tennessee. Fuck their fans. You ain't got fucking rain to blame. You ain't got fucking ref calls to blame. So what it is, now you have to fucking admit it, that your team isn't that good and your coaching staff is inept. Just the fuck Tennessee 
dogs by fucking 90. And hey, we'll see you guys. We'll see Bama in Atlanta. T Hug, all the best to FSU, bro. Love you guys. Bye. I love that guy. He's awesome. I have a weird. You can say the F word better than I do, by the way. I know. And that's my. I have a weird suspicion that he also uh, cosplays as Boston Benny. I think oh, that's he does. the same. Him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch it on a few like the fanatics, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> just... uh, all right, let's see. Steven from uh, Atlanta, UGA fan. Just like to say a uh, shout out to the second worst fan base in all of college football. Uh, that T in the middle of the field must stand for terrible. Uh, nice. Trey Crash Hillbilly's up there cheering when Chubb flamingoed his knee. Now you got two players out there trying to twist Brock Bowers' leg. Classless. Absolutely classless. That's all he wanted to say. I, Just wanted to... So, wanted real to... On this, I, I didn't see the twisting of the knee. I heard that fucking fat moron before the game who was talking about all that shit about whatever about how like they're gonna they're gonna break his knee one of my favorite moments maybe in, in internet shit talk history you know who i'm talking about right the fat tennessee fan yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact that it took less than 12 hours for georgia fans to find out that he was arrested on an episode of like off-brand cops for smoking weed at a motel was incredible like i mean just incredible then then he, he was like, they're going to break his ankle. They're going to break his ankle. And if you got a fucking problem with me, you come to my trailer if you want the smoke. And I was like, no, he did not. He said, come to my park, trailer park. Oh, and I was yeah. like, love it. Um, Bright, or Brock Bowers had an incident where he got up. And he, we, Brock Bowers is like, we see him celebrate for touchdowns. He, but he is very much a, I'm not using this because he's white. Put your head down. Like, Grind it out, gritty, work pail, lunch pail, what the fuck ever type thing. Like, what I mean by that is he's never a guy that's like super showy or flashy, right? Yeah. And you don't see a ton of emotion out of Brock Bowers. And he gets up real heated at one point. And then it seemed like, and I don't know this to be true for sure. Maybe you do. I, I know in the, in the stands or in the, in the comments people are saying it. But like, what I was told was that somebody spit in his face. The Tennessee player that's spit in his face. Horrible. I, that's like that's like that's like one of the like two things that you don't do to somebody on the field. Punch him in the balls, which the, the guy from from Ole Miss did, <laughs> or what? Or I forget who it was. But just the uppercut to the yeah. to the Johnson probably don't do that. And then uh, spit in someone's face is just like the ultimate classless move. I and I don't want to. I don't want to. I really, really don't want to harp on it because it's not all Tennessee fans. Right, it's it's not, but it's just wild to me that like, I mean, their baseball team is full of like, kind of some shitheads. <laughs> like, just like they were like they were awful a couple of years ago, and they wear all this like a badge of honor, and like and the fans love it. You know, when Rick Barnes leaves or, or retires, I don't know who the fuck they're gonna bring in. Uh, you know, probably Draymond Green to be the fucking head coach. Like, I, I mean. <laughs> It, it's but that's just they they're it's crazy. That's fucking hair. Bring Bruce Pearl back. Look, I look like the fucking dad from Little Giants. Look at this. It just it needs at some point it just needs to come on, man. <sighs> yeah. I, I 
maybe maybe next time you like go to the barber. I don't know. Just I'm just throwing out ideas. Don't you fuck off for a second? How about that? Yo, 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 T Hub, Arler. Take the rake here. First time, long time. Wanted to call, say, love you guys, love what you do. Listen to every episode. Also, go dogs. Really worried about that Tennessee game, especially being in Neyland on that trash ass field. I was really worried after that opening touchdown. It was all for not, though. Sure, Tennessee fans are still thinking about that. They'll probably write a book about it. Um, but yeah, Georgia Bama. Bama's incredible. Always was, always will be. I'm sure that's what most Georgia fans want. We want Bama, and I'm sure Bama wants Georgia. I mean, that's who they want to face, right? Be the best. You got to beat the best. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we're up for it. No Rose playing great. Them big, big, thick, juicy thighs of his running all over everybody. What? <laughs> Them BBTs. Good <laughs> 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 dogs, baby. <laughs> Them BBTs? The BBTs. I haven't heard that one before. I don't know if that's a searchable. What do you call it? Abbreviation. I ain't gonna let some smart ass kid talk about my dick. <laughs> talk about my thighs. All right, we, lot, we're forty five minutes into the show. <laughs> we're forty five minutes into the show. We'll do one more voicemail and then we'll move on. Yeah, and then we'll quit. Yo, Uncle Chris, T Huck. It's your boy Miller Time. Uh, first off, as I sit here and sip my celebratory victory bourbon, just want to say uh, prayers up to. Uh, uh, FSU quarterback Jordan Travis shit uh, just happened shortly ago, and that's fucking terrible. I hate that for him. I hate that for that team. Um, but uh, moving on, the uh, reason I called, I was going to plan on calling, is Georgia's once again successful, uh, 11-0, and looking at uh, securing, taking the uh, record for the longest win streak from Alabama here next week as we win uh, over Georgia Tech. Just want to say, after playing in Knoxville today, fuck Tennessee, fuck that trash-ass fan base, and fuck that just stupid fuck-looking coach of theirs. I'm sorry, I'm a little hyped up right now, but God, I fucking hate playing there. I hate that field. Fucking Tate Rattledge is hurt because that trash-ass Newland Stadium. Got a little bit of hate in my heart I'm trying to let out right now, but anyway... (laughs) We move on. Georgia Tech next week. Bama, speed bump on the way to the college football Ooh, playoff. Speed bump. I didn't want to believe it at the beginning of the year. I barely wanted to believe it going into last year that we could repeat. And it felt like a far, even more far-fetched idea going into it this year. But I'm finally letting myself start to believe. I'm, I'm ready to be hurt. I think we do it. I think we three-peat. Kirby cements himself as – one of the greats all time in the sport this year. Go dogs. Yeah. I was worried where he was gonna I, go with that. Uh yeah. But has it I was trying to think. Would he be the first team ever to three peat in the modern Are you serious or kidding? I'm I'm kidding. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> um, a lot of people also, want their voicemails to be played, but there's so many that no, I can't play them all. No, for I mean it's hour. a great win. It's a great win, and I'm happy for yeah. Georgia. I thought it was a really impressive win. Anytime you guys can prove me right, I love it. I, I will say this: the most disappointing thing from the entire game, Tyler, and I didn't even think about this until after I listened back to it. I messed up my own catchphrase. You did? Yeah, I was like, at 3 o'clock on Saturday, I didn't say TF that ball. And I think that that, oh, that yeah. you know what, Tennessee, you can, bl- you can blame me. That's probably why it happened. Um, we're, we're not going to play all of them. Zach. Yeah. You especially. Yeah, sorry, Zach. I thought I thought that last one was yours because you said you shouted out Jordan Travis, and I knew that one had that one in there. But I think there were Zach multiple ones. Zach is a crazy ones. asshole. We'd love him for it. But yeah, what is also up with what is also up up with Tennessee's field being so shitty? Yeah, I I gotta admit I don't know. Is it just like in really bad shape or something? I, I don't. I, I didn't notice. People slipping all over the place. It's just weird. It's just it's just weird. Um, all right, what do you want to go next? I, 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 here's the things I definitely want to talk about. We should talk a little bit about. Um, well, let me look. We don't have to talk about Clemson UNC. It's a, it's a nice win by Clemson, but I mean, who cares? Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't watch that. I want to talk about Mizzou. We can talk a little bit about. Okay, real quick, we'll, we'll make this very brief. This is one of the primary reasons why, why college football remains the, the coolest fucking sport on the planet. I'm tuning into this game. It's being played like a stone's throw from the house um for a joe milton throw and and i was like man i should i might maybe i should go down there it's like i, I feel like there's something going on oh. i can't remember what it was darude live and in person the the creator of sandstorm no i didn't um oh. but i i thought about it so it counts um oh, but like darude <laughs> <laughs> the creator of Sandstorm. They're about to kick off, and it's the best. It's the best setup for this because it's my favorite crew. It's it's, it's Jordan Rogers, Tom Hart, and it's Cole Kublik, and all friends of the show. They've all been on here before, and and I'm looking at the screen, and it's just Cole Kublik's monstrous ass next to Darude, just like, hey, this is your song, <laughs> and he's like, he's like. What does this mean to you? And, and the, the guy is like this little smaller, he's like a normal sized dude, I guess, probably from Germany. And he's like, Yeah, this is incredible. <laughs> and then it's like, but I had, I had goosebumps watching it. Like, I love that moment in Cultural anyway, but like, you just don't get that in other sports. Like, like if Darude showed up, like, I, I have actually seen Archie Eversole perform live at halftime of an Atlanta Falcons game. No one gives a shit about watching Archie seeing we ready even in downtown atlanta this was awesome this is so awesome that is cool and south carolina gets a big win we predicted it um that was free money they are they got to go into uh, no they get clemson at home and here you go you got a chance to make a bowl kind of turn the season around the vibes of the season because things have not been great in south carolina yeah kentucky i mean Yikes. So Kentucky's already they've they've already uh clinched a bowl. Um so you know they play Louisville next week. It's outside of being a rivalry game, it's kind of a meaningless game because it's uh Louisville's already clinched the ACC title game and this wouldn't count towards it anyways. If you're stoops, like you have a good like 
he has one of the best jobs because there's not real expectations at Kentucky for football. So like if you yeah. win six, seven games, like people are gonna be happy. But like with all these big jobs opening up, and he is well respected in the coaching community, like would you take the opportunity to because you, you obviously know that you're never gonna win big at Kentucky. Never. It's just not gonna happen. So I get I don't think he's big enough to go to a real opportunity. Like Michigan. And I'm not or, saying, I like yeah. Mark Stoops a lot. One of the one of the greatest interviews we've ever done. Super nice. I think he's a really, really good football mind. And I think he's a good head coach. But I think he's a really, really good football mind. Whole family of coaches. I mean, like people forget he was a position coach at Arizona when when Gronk was there. Like he has been around some like incredible he, players. He was four states uh DC before Pruitt. He was he was like a defensive backs or safeties coach at fucking Miami. Miami, yeah. Like in the early 2000s. Like yeah. he's been around some incredible people. That resume is insane. I don't know if he'll ever get the the opportunity to have a big opportunity. Like, like I don't think if USC opens up, I don't think he's going there. I don't think he's going anywhere in in the SEC. Like I, so I don't know what like what step he would take. Like what's the next step for him that would make sense, like logically? Um because I, I like, Big I always go back to this. Where Michigan State, Michigan State would be a good job for him. I think I actually agree with that because he grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, so it's a state away. Even though Youngstown's not that far, I don't think from Kentucky. I don't know that whole area maps on my creative. But like, I will say this: I use this example constantly. Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema was at a Wisconsin job where he was going to make the Rose Bowl every three to five years. He was going to win the Big Ten West every two of three years. Right, like they they were they were locked in. Like he, he was he was the power in the Big Ten West. He was almost seemingly always going to get to Indianapolis. All that stuff. He decides to leave there to go get paid seven million a year in the SEC and go compete in the SEC West. And I'm full I'm full like on board with understanding competition. You, if you're a competitor, if you're an athlete, you're a coach, you want to compete and you want to compete at the highest level. It's also something to be said for like, you know. <laughs> like knowing your limits and Brett Bielema leaving Wisconsin, which is a very, very good job to go to Arkansas, which in my opinion at the time was a step down and a massive increase in competition. I just don't want to see Mark Supes do some kind of shit like that, where it's like, dude, why did you leave Kentucky a place that you were beloved at? Cause I, I don't think it's also a career, like a career ending destination for him because I don't, I don't think I'm not saying he'll leave, but I do think Kentucky at some point, we'll be like, hey, man, seven wins is not getting it done. Like, yeah, you can't just be stagnant. And so I just – I wonder what that looks like. Yeah. I mean, I, this year has been nothing short of a disappointment for Kentucky. I mean, you, you bring in Devin Leary. They had a lot of offseason hype in terms of what they would look like. You bring Liam Cohen back in as OC. And, you know, you lose to Louisville this weekend. You're 6-6. Six and six. I mean, that's – I think you got to expect more than that if you're Kentucky. And this is yeah. like, it's kind of a step back, uh, a year, a step back year for Kentucky. They're going to have to get it back on the seven to eight win train yeah. next year. Uh, Florida, Missouri. So Florida basically blew this game from what I understand. I mean, this was a night game. I had to miss it. I was looking, um, I did see that Graham Merge broke his collarbone. So yeah. next week, Florida, Florida State is a just game of backup quarterbacks playing. So that'd be oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's my but uh, yeah, so what? Florida, Florida had Missouri down, and they were 
what they were down by one and they had a fourth and 17 and all that did stop them and game was over convert go another 30 yards kick the field goal missouri wins wasn't expecting the game to be this close yeah fourth and 17 that's a toughie that's a toughie and he was like it wasn't like he made a miraculous catch like he got open he got open which is shouldn't happen no not not on fourth and 17 um 17 only got them to like the 38 yard line yeah, they still had to continue to go down the field. Yeah, they continued to move down the field. Like, and that's, that is, I think, the most most surprising thing. Like, Billy Napier has is seemingly found ways to lose. I still think he has a free pass because he's like, he's going to lose, most likely, his last five games of the year. Um, I mean, he needs this win against Florida State. I think it would be super helpful for him because now people have forgotten about the Tennessee win, right? Yeah. Um, now, if he if and they'll he, make a bowl if they beat Florida State, so nice as well for them, dude. What if they lose? And, and but let's be honest, too. Let's be honest. If he loses at home against a backup quarterback, like Jordan Travis isn't playing in the game, and they still lose, which I get it, they have a backup too, and they're still not favored to win the game. But like, that's your pass. Like you, you had no chance. Now, Florida State's quarterbacks out, so. You sold the game out. Go win the game if you're Napier. Like, mm, you got to win that game. Fourteen in the country, though. You're just saying that. Yeah, no, I am just saying that. But it's a seven point spread. I mean, it's not undoable. I like that. Yeah, some of the lines are kind of crazy. I'm, I'm sort of wondering. Bama, Bama, Auburn is only ten and a half. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I don't like it. Um. Anyway, the, the, well, the Kentucky line was ten and a half too. We saw how that went. First thought I had. Very first thought. Um, yeah. Now listen about this game. Uh, Cody Strader. Strader still a beast. Yeah, yeah. They, they like and Brady Cook, man. Brady Cook, it, like I thought this was a perfect example of like you know what, man. This this team really and the program itself continues to have to like overcome obstacle after obstacle and like negative perception after negative perception and this would have been a horrible loss especially the week after you beat the shit out of tennessee and then and then like the video that went super viral of eli drinkwitz i like eli drinkwitz a lot i think he's i think he's a better shit talker than people give him credit for but that was not a great look in my opinion but this we stand on business thing still not 100 percent sure that what it means and i don't think it's just because i'm white i think it's just because or, or that i'm old but I think that, like, the whole – we stand on business thing. The way he did it, we stand on business, Josh, and then just, like, fucking sprint it away. Like, come on, man. Come on. Like, Josh Josh Heupel was built like that fucking Ghostbuster ghost on the on the cover of the Ecto Cooler can or Ecto Cooler box. Like, he's not – what's he going to do? Like – Slimer? Slimer, yeah. <laughs> so, I think that um, – I think that he – it's a huge win for them. And it was good to see that they had everyone involved. I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, and that's pretty much all the time we probably just spent this game. We do have two voicemails from Florida fans. Oh, God. Hey, guys. It's Florida resident here after this uh, wonderful loss to Missouri. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, no, I don't know what I don't know what just happened. It, 
I mean, I'm still showing up for the games. I'm still rooting for the guys. I really don't have a slight clue of what's going on. Um, probably should have won that game, but yeah. at the same time, I can see how we lost it too. So. Yeah. Florida residents going through it right now. Well, we should have Missouri 1.8 million for that loss. So, you know, <laughs> I guess there's something positive to look at it, right? Glass is half full. Thank you. Guys have a good one. And I guess we'll strap it up against Florida State next week and, you know, see what happens. You know. Woo, boy. Sitting that five wins sucks. All right. Y'all have a good one. So Napier's Napier's in a little bit of trouble here. They've already lost from their really good recruiting class. They've in the last week they've lost four four of their recruits. Uh, and have you seen Florida's schedule next year? Yeah, I did a whole thing about it. Yeah, we did it on well, here. It was like a rhetorical. Yeah, you've yeah, seen it's it. awful. It is extremely difficult. And I don't see how Napier, unless Napier goes out and just, I don't know, is Graham Mertz coming back next year? Like, I don't, is he a senior? I don't really know that. I think he's coming back, maybe. I mean, he's yeah, been good for so. them, but obviously, like, do you recruit over him again and try to get, like, just the best? I mean, you go all out in the transfer portal. Like, that's, he's going to have to do something drastic in the offseason because you don't have, even if you bring in, like, a decent recruiting class this year. Those guys are gonna be freshmen. You got some talented freshmen on the team now that will be sophomores. They'll be a little bit better, but I, they may not make a bowl get, again next year. So they're gonna have no. to start something yeah. drastically different in the offseason with the transfer portal. I think. Uh, one more Florida voicemail here. Oh God, fellas, it's Logan, uh, the Gator boy, calling in on Sunday morning, um, getting the news about Graham Mertz being out for the rest of the season, however short that's gonna be. This sucks, man. Um, but anyways, I'm, uh, I'm planning on going shark diving this morning with a bunch of buddies down in Jupiter. And uh, I only see this going two ways for me. One, I get a magical experience swimming with sharks without a cage in the middle of the ocean, getting up close and personal with these amazing creatures. Or two, I get absolutely devoured and ripped limb from limb with, by a bunch of bull sharks. And I don't have to survive through a third consecutive losing season for the Florida Gators. So I see this as an absolute win either way. And uh, Tyler, my wife is an FSU fan. Uh, I think she's probably going to join me after what happened yesterday for you guys. So, <sighs> well, anyways, I'm going to head on out. Love you guys. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Maybe. Go Gators. Appreciate you calling in, Logan. And uh... well, No, hold on. Hold on. Logan? Call us back immediately and let us yeah. know you're alive. Because That's, that is... No cage? I didn't hear that part. What, what are we doing? Yeah, he was like, yeah, you get up close to these creatures. No cage. Like, that. That's that's an insane person right there, Why Logan. Logan, please call the show immediately. No In fact, Logan, if you're listening live right now, call into the, to the line and leave us a voicemail. I'll play it right now. Just to make sure you're okay. Yeah, Jesus. And no, I didn't change the the voicemail. I forgot again. So Damn it, Tyler. there was one voicemail that was 15 seconds long, and the guy just goes, 
I purely just called in to see if Tyler changed this, and it's clear that he didn't. Have a good night. <laughs> we should we should do it to like something super millennialish. Like when you're like hey, 15, bro. and it's like, like like Blair some like some sort of trap, and it's like you've reached Chris and Tyler. Leave a message at the beat. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. You want to do this one to close us out? Well, we still need to do a couple more things. We can be very brief about this. It'll be yeah, a perfect this was obviously a big win for Washington uh, over Oregon State. Like, I think in hindsight, after we recorded our show, see, we record our show on Wednesday, and then a lot of the gambling podcasts I listen to come out on Thursday. Thursday yeah. and so I'll get a lot of like either validation or like oh man I was way off there based off that but it's too late because we're already recorded but everyone right. was on Oregon State but then I started getting a little bit scared I was like this isn't good everyone thinks Oregon State is going to win this game of course Washington does like full stop they're going to be number four in the college football playoff now they deserve it um, they've gotten much better wins than Florida State um, I still think Florida State would be in if they won out because obviously if Michigan and Ohio State have to play each other yeah uh, Washington is fully deserving of the number four spot right now. They're just, I mean, th- test after test. Like, it is it is difficult. Like, we kind of joked about it, but it's not really a joke. Like, it's tough to go into Corvallis, especially at night, and win. And, and raining. Uh, and raining. And they pulled it out. Um, yeah. Like, so, you, so, yeah. So shout teams. out to Washington. Shout out to Washington for sure. They've beaten three straight ranked teams. And I'm sorry about the internet site, guys. I don't know what to fucking do. I apologize. But hopefully it's not been too bad. But, um, yeah, so they've beaten three straight ranked teams, and and like I we'll we'll be able to break all this stuff down later and, and talk about which which one should mean more if they're as impressive as they as they should be. We did hear the committee say last week that if you are talking about ranked wins, you need to include like the wins that the teams that were ranked at the time when they played. It's not team's fault that like after they beat a ranked opponent, that team fell off the map or whatever. So looking at it right now, Washington. You know, they've beaten four ranked teams. They're undefeated. They're 11-0. They've beaten uh, all four of the all four of the unranked – I'm sorry, all four of the ranked teams they've played are, are inside the top 20 um, the, when they played them. Oregon, USC, Utah, Oregon State, they, they played half those games on the road. Now, Utah and USC looks as not as impressive. But then, you know, the other thing is, too, just laying, laying in there in their back pocket is the win against Arizona, who has become – we've mentioned it seemingly over the past two or three weeks in a row – one of the better teams and rebuilding years and like feel good stories in the entire country. Eight and three just had a just beat the fucking brakes off Utah. I mean, yeah, just beat the brakes off Utah. Um, so I thought that was, I, you know, I, I think that that can kind of stand for itself. I will also say Oregon State makes a couple of cost of penalties. I, I, if you would have told me they held. Washington to 22 total points, I would have thought they won the game. Dude, Washington didn't score in the second half. They saw 22 that. points in the first half. That's, that's pretty crazy. Sense. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, I mean, Oregon State's a, still a really good team. Um, Damian Martinez went off 123 yards, two touchdowns, but, and just Washington keeps finding a way. Like, it's not always pretty. Like, we, when when the season first started, that offense was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. they're just – We had to come one. off that a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and I still think their defense will ultimately be an issue once they get to the playoff and play somebody like Georgia. But um, they're fully deserving of being the top four once the new rankings come out on Tuesday. Yeah. Um. All right, before we give our rankings, can, let's just go over – let's just do this. How about – 
for our new our not new-ish segment, okay? Saturday football unhinged. The most unhinged things that we saw this past weekend. I love making a graphic where right, none of the greens match at all, Chris. Almost impossible to do in Canva. Great job. Let's just do our top three <laughs> most unhinged and funny moments. And I and I think I'll I'll start. I'm not even gonna rank these, but I'll start with the one that I saw from Corvallis. Where are you going? Okay. Go ahead. Do I have to pull it up? I was going I, I was going to uh Mini Kirby, but you can start here. That's number one. Bring that up first if you want. I, well, I was just okay, hold on. Go to go to Twitter and bring up the Cor- the Corvallis one. Do you have that? I don't. Okay, good. Bring up Kirby or Andrew. All right. So I think most of the people in the chat, at least, have probably seen this already, but oh, we're definitely going to still play it. So this was on the. This was a video from the sideline at the Tennessee game. Uh, Focus in on a, a young man, and I do mean young, a small child. That's actually Kirby Smart's son on the sidelines at Georgia. And look what he's doing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We <laughs> so, shouldn't laugh. It's right, so bad. I want you to explain what's going on on the screen. Um for those that are just listening to the podcast. Okay. If you're just listening, uh, I'll add one more visual. This is basically what's happening. It's the eggplant emoji to the mouth emoji. Kirby Smart's, I don't know, fucking 11-year-old son. I thought it was bad last year. Like, not bad, but like, I mean, the kid is on the sidelines. He gets, the leash that he gets in the sidelines, I've talked about this with Lillian a bunch, because like, there was like one game they showed, he, he just warmed up with Carson Beck. Like, I think it was Kentucky. Like, he just, like, warmed up with Carson Beck. And it was like, hey, man, you're about to play a pretty big game. Maybe we, like, throw it to another player on the team yeah. and get this fucking 11-year-old off to the side. And in the video – and then he had last year in the Ohio State game, he was like, there's a gif that has gone very viral to him going, let's fucking go. And he's 11. Like – the first time I ever cussed, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was like, shut the damn up, you stupid hell, or something stupid. Like, I did not know how to cuss like that. And this kid is already a pro. But the video is him looking into the crowd during the second half of the game to Tennessee fans, just doing a blowjob motion, mocking the fan base. Now, you... I don't know. I don't know who, which side I want to give the benefit of the doubt because I've already gone off about Tennessee. But if this is unprovoked, this kid is a little shit for one, for sure. <laughs> if it's unprovoked, that's one thing. If Tennessee fans were talking shit to him, which, I mean, I've talked shit to a nine-year-old before, before the Iron Bowl in 2010. I'm not proud of it, but I would do it again. I, this is just wild. Like, he had, like, I keep wanting to say he has to know better, but he's a kid, so he can't know better. But Kirby Smart's son being on the sideline, the son of the coach of the two-time defending national champions. Dude, if Kristen Saban did this, it would be the fucking end of the world. It would be the end of the world. <laughs> I was just dying. Oh, is yeah. Is this the video you were referencing before? It is. So... And then the last one is is what I, I sent you another one too. Yeah, and I've got one more too. So this was in the 
I guess what this was inside Oregon State Stadium, mid game. Mid game. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Right now? Give me a camera. If you're. All right. Well, it's not good. It's not good for podcasts. No, it is. If you can hear the stream, what a strong! I wish I had a stream like that. I'm only 37. The video is of a very drunk. This is the most. Are you fucking serious? No, I love the girl. Perfect Oregon. So, um, this guy is standing at like. Basically, it's like a tall top table, like a circular tall top table, but with like something right in the middle of it, like a pole, like you would see at a stadium, like in the architecture of it, right? And this man is hunched over, bobbing back and forth, and just peeing with the strongest of streams. Just the, I mean, a Joe Milton level piss stream coming out of his urethra. Just so much strength. He could pee 90 yards. It's like cold outside, so it's all steaming up off the ground. And then the weird part is there's people in the video you can hear that are just like, is he fucking serious right now? And it is wildly outlandish and inappropriate. This guy shouldn't have been doing that. I mean, that's, I mean, you're going to have to knock on doors everywhere you live from now on, brother. Like you are a sexual predator. But like the, the people that are just standing there, I don't know if they couldn't tell what he was doing because it was so rainy. But there are there are two women just standing right in the stream. Yeah. Just splashing up, just splashing up on their little feetsies. I what? <laughs> wild, dude. The, the, the scene inside college football games sometimes is just absolutely wild. There's the most yeah. degenerate stuff going on in there. And that wasn't even a student, that was a fully grown man. People do forget that Oregon Oregon is is a state. Portland is Portland. And and I'm not saying this because of the X, I'm just saying in general. People forget that this is a state that is like pretty backwoods. And Oregon State is an ag school, for first and foremost. There you go. What is this? What in the fuck? So this was sent in by one of my Twitter followers, Evan Grimes. And this was oh, a video pregame at Mississippi State, who now has an interim coach, Greg Knox. And uh, this is inside the locker room, and my man is driving a four-wheeler. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure why they went with the uh, four wheeler inside the locker room, but it, I felt like it was a good move. I don't seem like the players were hyped up. It's kind of weird. Yeah, Zach, Zach, uh, what's his name? Could never, Zach Hardett could never do that. Um, I'm not sure if there's any more, but I think we'll just go with. Um, I, I'm pulling up your last one here. They, now, this is like one of the first things I saw when I woke up, and it's gone everywhere now. <laughs> Brian Arson, you beautiful, big bicep bitch. This man tweets out the internet. His, it, it, listen, follow his whole fucking family on Instagram. The moment all those rumors came out a couple years ago, the very, very first thing I did was follow every single person that was on their side. And it is some of the most, oh man, it, it, it is leathery skinned 
and bad morals everywhere. I love it. But Brian Harson decides to tweet out today, or put on Instagram today, this morning, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. He posted this roughly 12 hours after his former employer and school and university and team lost to New Mexico State by three touchdowns. And then people lost their minds because Auburn, <laughs> this man didn't recruit for two years. As wronged as I think he was by the university, he didn't recruit for two years and he actually took to social media and posted hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Incredible. Incredible. That, that's Lane Kiffin level of trolling there. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, you want to get into our top five here and then we'll, we'll exit out. Yeah. Um, I'll start with mine. Um, uh, also it hasn't been mentioned and Krista Kissinger is at a Friendsgiving. We need to mention it. I'm not saying he should win the Heisman based off of this, but if you hadn't paid attention, because I didn't, there were a lot of good games on Saturday night. Jaden Daniels goes up against Georgia State. He puts up over 500 yards of offense. There's 509 to be exact. 500 yards of offense, eight total touchdowns, six through the air, two on the ground. He now has in his last uh, four games over 2,000 total yards and 22 touchdowns. I believe in his last two games, um, he has uh, 13 total touchdowns, which is insane. Um, Get this man to New York, and he deserves – to be in the talk of the top three. This is not like a, oh, well, he was on a nine and three team. Fuck that. Like, this is crazy. Like, the numbers he put up are crazy. Over 4,000 total yards. I think he's at a total of like 46 touchdowns. Crazy. I never saw Jaden Daniels turning into that. Like, I thought he would be a good transfer for them potentially. Yeah. But he's been incredible. And he definitely yeah. deserves the Heisman. I agree. Uh, okay. Here are my top five based on who I think would win in this order today. Okay. Well, maybe that's what's based on. I'll just say the top five. One, Georgia. Two, Ohio State. Three, Washington. Four, Oregon. Five, Michigan. Michigan is a different team without their head coach and all the other team signs. Who would have fucking thought? I hope they get their ass beat this yeah. week. Uh, I will also go Georgia and Ohio State 1-2. Um, I'm actually going to go Oregon 3, even though they lost to Washington straight up. I think when it, when and if they play again, Oregon will win that game. Then I'll go Washington at 4. And at 5, I'll go Michigan. I've got four to stay out of my top 5 right now based on Jordan Travis being out and... They just haven't looked quite as dominant as they did in the beginning of the season. Uh, I think they're pretty banged up, and I'm also very sad. So that's just it. So, yeah, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, and then Michigan. That's my top five. Love it. Um, All right, man. Thanksgiving week. So we'll record on Wednesday. Hopefully get this up. Um, Got a couple questions about uh, Michael Kelly. We'll address it later about whether or not we're going to meet up in Atlanta. I know we'll both be there, so it's a possibility. I will not be going to the game on Saturday, but I will be in the city on Thursday and Friday night. So we'd love to see everybody. Maybe we do something. I think Mike Bratton's also doing something. So maybe we just tag along with that. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go pee. Take it away. I'd love to meet some of you guys. I know a lot more of you know Chris than you know me, but I would love to to meet some of you guys because we say it all the time, but you guys have done a great job of sharing the show and growing it. I mean, 
the pod has grown bigger than I really ever thought it would, to be honest. Huh? And uh, I think it's only getting bigger. So I'm fired up, man. Look at BBTs, uh, baby. BBTs, baby. That's the end of the show. As always, we really appreciate you all listening to the show. It would really help us in the growth of the show if you'd rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Leave us a review. We'll read the best ones on air. And like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Leave a message. The hotline has been awesome. We're getting so many voicemails now that we can't play them all because it would take too long. But we're going to find the best one through. We're going to get them on here. So 770-674-8233. Don't forget to check out the videos and clips from the show on Twitter at SatDownSouth, on Instagram and TikTok at SaturdayDownSouth, and on YouTube, SaturdayDownSouth. For Chris, I'm Tyler. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. Thank you.